The Rockets Chop Shop is your one-stop shop for all your basketball needs, for highlights, analysis, podcasts. We do it all here at The Rockets Chop Shop. Make sure you hit the like button on the videos that you watch if you enjoy them. Hit the subscribe button to get notifications from all the great drops that we have on the channel. Also, you can visit the Chop Shop merch store and get you some of the swaggiest gear in the Houston Rockets kingdom. And if you want, you know, you can always support the channel directly through donations. And if you want, you can support us through our partnerships with our sponsors. The Rockets Chop Shop is made by fans for fans. And we're going to keep rocking and keep dropping that heat. This is something I know. What is up, Chop Shop gang? This is going to be a quick breakdown of the New Orleans Pelicans versus the Houston Rockets preseason game coming up. Um, very interesting game uh, because this is a team that we've, we've struggled with in recent times. And obviously, um, you know, we played them four times last year and uh, they beat us three out of those four times. But one of the times that we actually were able to win was on a Jabari shot. So uh, a tough team for us. Uh, you know, the Pelicans come with a lot of length. At multiple positions, um, they have size on the interior with Valachunas, and then um, with Zion being back, it's going to pose different uh, matchup, uh, kind of matchups that I'm interested in seeing. Um, so across the board, there's a lot of interesting matchups. Some things I've kind of learned over the over the past two years about how we match up with the Pelicans. We play them so much. Um, I'll go through a little bit of that. So just going through the matchups, the number one matchup is going to be Jalen Green and C.J. McCollum. Um, Jalen is really, really, really cooking CJ in the series overall um, on both ends of the court, both ends of the court. He, he really plays a great, um, great on ball defense against CJ. Uh, one of the few players in the league. There's a couple players, those smaller guards. Jalen usually does well against them. The ones that use quickness and shiftiness as their superpowers, right? They, they try to use their their speed he is just as fast and athletic enough to stay in front of him so that really doesn't really bother him and and they're not strong enough to bully him like some of the bigger players do so this is something that um i think Jalen usually wins this matchup um you know against the pelicans he's averaging 28 points uh really 28.5 points on 48 percent field goals 35 from three 93 percent from a free throw line um you know, 4.3 rebounds, four assists. So he's averaging 20, damn near 29, four and four against this team. Uh, and it's it's not only the fact that they usually try to put CJ on him, but uh, because of that size, the, the, the opposite of having a lot of size on your team is the inability to stay in front of, of faster players. So they like to switch one through four and have Valachunas as a drop in the drop coverage, which is a double whammy for Jalen because usually when they're switching, it's going to be guys like Herb Jones or, um, you know, whoever. Maybe it's going to be Dyson Daniels this year, Kyra Lewis. Um, those guys, you know, they're they're lengthy. Uh, they can, you know, kind of bother him with their length, but the foot speed isn't there to keep up with Jalen. Um, the foot speed isn't there. Even Brandon Ingram, the foot speed isn't there to keep up with him if he's willing to get downhill uh, against against the Pelicans, averaging 7.5 free throw attempts as well uh, against that team. So him attacking them uh, off the dribble is going to be key for him getting in the paint. Um, I'd love to see him try to attack Zion. And, and when they do, and they will probably have a lot of opportunities to attack Valachunas because with the way Udoka is using Alp at the top of the key, Valachunas has to come up 
and be able to guard those screens. With Fred now, with his uh, shooting coming off screens, that's going to be a challenge for the Pels. I'm wondering what they're going to do to try to mitigate that. Um, and you think about all the other stuff I've talked about with the um, with the team and the off-ball movement, the cutting, it does open up a world of opportunities for them to really take advantage of that team playing the drop and also switching. Uh, one of the ways you can beat a switch is by slipping the screens. We see, uh, we saw that with the Warriors uh, when they played us uh, the Rockets in the in the playoffs. A lot of times, uh, because we switch one through five uh, to beat that, they would just keep slipping. So that causes that moment of confusion with the with the defender there in that switch position. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. I, I expect Jalen to have a bounce back game from from what he just had against the Pacers. Uh, another key matchup is going to be Alperin Shangoon versus Valachunas. Now Alperin has sh- uh, struggled against. Against the Pelicans because Valachunas is a physical, just an imposing man. Like it's a big dude. He plays rough. He likes to play rough, and he he really gets under Shangun's skin. We've seen him almost come to blows a couple times. So um, that's going to be a matchup. And I think this year, this is just some of the stuff that I want to see from Al P. Growing up in the NBA, there's some centers that give him a lot of fits because their physicality. He needs to be able to match that. Um, and 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 jo- Jonas is not somebody he's going to be able to just bully in the post. So I think this is where what Coach Udoga was saying after the press conference of him being able to stretch the floor is going to be cause issues because, like I said, Jonas plays the drop. So if he's going to drop, Al P, you got to take your threes, bro. So I expect him to take at least three or four threes in this game because they're going to be there. The opportunities to shoot are going to be there. And and uh, if he starts doing that, then he can force the issue with the switches from teams where they have to think about possibly uh, keeping a small on him. Then he can get into his post bag on smaller players. But he has to take those shots, stretch the floor. Then that puts more pressure on the de- on the defense to try to guard him at three levels, whether it's him getting in the mid range with his floaters, getting to the back to the basket game where he can facilitate out of the post or, like I said, hitting those threes in the two man game with him and Jalen and doing some of those actions off of that. When you can shoot that shot, it really does open up a whole world of offense for them. Um, so that's going to be an interesting matchup, uh, him and Jonas and him being able to play him on defense. Um, this new invigorated uh, uh, Shangun on defense, I'm curious to see how, how he, he does against the Pelicans. They usually pick on him, especially CJ. Uh, CJ and, and Brendan, they pick on him because um, Shangun plays in this. When he plays the drop, usually he finds himself in no man's land where he is dropping he's trying to protect the basket Uh, when those guys start driving there's a soft spot in in that little space in between him the basket and where the ball handler is and they usually we saw that a lot with the pacers guys were hitting their floaters get into the mid-range back cj mccullum will kill you from that range so just like coach was saying you got to be up on those screens Um, you almost have to treat cj like you would steph but not in at the three-point line but in the mid-range so that means you're going to be a little higher up on that screen uh so when he's starts at driving downhill you got to be able to put a um you got to be able to put a body on him now i love what coach adoka said uh to the media uh today after practice now this is something that i've been talking to you guys about for about a year and a half or two now when i kept on saying like with the uh, with shangun's defense it's really hard to assess what kind of defender he is obviously he has major flaws in rim protection and, and a lot of the stuff on the perimeter but in between he's pretty okay but it was really hard to assess his defense playing the drop because the drop is a team concept and i love what coach doka said when he said that the onus the onus for the team is on the guards getting and the wings getting around those screens because that center being there is to help them out that's not to help out p so if, if there's a shot coming off a screen 
and it goes in and the center is in a drop, it's not the center's assignment. The center's assignment is the other center. So I think y'all's perception of the drop defense has been skewed, and I'm glad he was able to clarify that. The onus is on the guards guarding the ball handler or the wing, whoever that is, the perimeter player, to fight around that screen. And we have guys that struggle getting around screens. Well, we had guys uh, with Jalen and Kevin Porter and some of our other guards. But, you know, with Fred and Dylan, you're going to see a different because you're supposed to be on that hip of that ball handler so they don't feel comfortable pulling up for a shot. But that takes a lot of effort and uh, having the right technique fight around those screens. So um, that's going to be uh, something to watch for, that screen fighting. Uh, and you can't blame the big man that's trying to help you out while you get back in position. So love that quote from Coach. But I do want to see how LP performs against Jonas, a big bully center, which can match his physicality. And then, you know, if he can stretch the floor and uh, use some of the new weapons that we have, I think he'll be fine. Um, for Jabari Smith, um, I, I think he, he really, you know, I think overall, you know, he's up and down with the Pels. Uh, they have players that he could take advantage of. Uh, to me, everybody on their roster, you know, he could probably bully. And with his new strength, I want him to punish anybody that is not a, a, anybody, actually. You think if you put a big man on him, you could stretch him uh, by getting to the perimeter. All their players, he could do something with them, whether it's posting them up or bringing them out. And I want everybody on the team to attack Zion. Zion is, is not a great defender. He's not a great defender. He can be a, a great, you know, weak side shot blocker, but his change in direction, once you get him going one way, he's cooked. So I want all our guards, Fred, uh, Jalen, Hell, Jabari, Shangun, attack Zion and get him moving, backpedaling so you can take advantage of his of his stiffness uh, when he's trying to play defense. So um, Jabari, I think Jabari should fare pretty well against them. He's only averaged 10 points. Uh, you know, not, not not really much shooting 36 percent from the field, 17 from three. But that was Jabari was just trash all last year. Hopefully he, his new form is going to be something that translate. Um, Tari Eason is being Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistent. Um, he's one of the few players that's been a plus in our series, him and Jay Sean Tate against the Pelicans. Um, and yeah, he's just going to keep doing what he's doing. Uh, you know, seven points uh, for Tari in, in that series and uh, th- uh, three and a half rebounds. But he's been a plus. I think he's one of the guys you're going to see guard Brandon Ingram. Uh, one of the bodies you can throw on him, him, Jabari. Uh, Dylan is going to have that task. So Dylan needs to stay in the game. So this is one of the perks of having Dylan Brooks on the team is you can throw him on a B.I., right? He's one of those wing defenders that can guard the other team's best score. So that's going to be a matchup to see Dylan versus versus Ingram. And I think Dylan's going to give him fits because Dylan is, is more of a burly. He's a thicker player, right? So the, those type of guys really, really get under the skin of of skinnier scores, right? Because you can get your leverage under him. You can, even though he's uh, Brandon is taller, um, just being physical and bumping him off his spots is going to be something that you're going to look out for. Um, and, you know, for the young guys, Cam and the men, just more just getting your feet wet, learning to play in the NBA. Love what I've seen from Cam. Uh, hustling. My, my three things for Cam, for him to have a successful year, is going to be, it's very simple. Run in transition, hustle on both ends on the court and hit your hit your uh, your your open shots. That's all he has to do. All the other stuff he does well, he's dribbling, all that stuff is going to come over time. He just has to do those three things to be a plus on the court at all times just by effort. And I think if he does that, he'll be fine. A man Thompson, um, he's he's a wild card uh, early on. I think he'll figure it out later. I am not worried one anything about a man Thompson. In fact, of all our prospects, I think he's probably one of the few short things, in my opinion, that we have because his lower his floor is is to me is a championship starting point guard. 
right? And the ceiling is the MVP level player. That, that's just me. I'm, you could say I'm biased. This is what I see just based on his skill set and what he brings to the table, the mentality, all the stuff you've seen. Uh, for him, learn the NBA, learn your spots. He's a rookie. This is a regular rookie. And I love, like I said, he doesn't have to do anything spectacular. This is normal. And this is just the bumps and bruises. I mean, if you guys, I always challenge you, find your favorite player in the NBA that's not Michael Jordan or LeBron James and go look at their rookie years. Go look at their, not only their rookie years, look at the first few months of their rookie seasons, how they shot, how they, what their points were. Well, if you can find film, go watch them. So I don't give a damn who it is, Steph, Giannis. It takes time. So I think with the Rockets fan base, a little bit overreacted. Y'all need to chill out. Like, let these dudes, let them learn and grow. Um, you can never judge anybody until, to me, I don't give a damn what job you do. You could be a plumber. Three years into the job is when you can see, okay, this person has something. So he's on day one. You know what I mean? He was on day one. And you know what I mean? So you gotta, y'all just got to let him make it. Um, but um, I think it's going to be a good matchup. This is going to be interesting. A lot of the stuff that the coaches are doing isn't nothing you can really glean from um, as far as too much X and O's. What I do know as, as somebody as a teacher and somebody, um, you know, I understand sports a little bit. What Emil Ducker is doing is building a foundation. So what people perceive as lack of creativity or or um, vanilla, it's a base, right? You're building a base so that as time goes on, you can build upon it and you can diversify from that base. And he spoke a little bit to it as far as when he was referring to Alper Shangun and his pick and roll defense, where he said they started off switching in, in Louisiana in training camp. So just so, and I, I said this almost verbatim, yeah, y'all gotta, you know, I'm, I know a little something, you know what I mean? I said this almost verbatim on one of my videos that what you do is you start off with a base thing that you want to do. Then as time goes on, you strip it back so that you can do more, di more different things. Meaning with the, with the switching, you're switching one through five in camp because you want your centers comfortable playing at the level of the screen. And then once you go to where you can start doing a hard hedges, where you can show and retreat, where you can trap, then they feel comfortable being at that level instead of just playing the drop over and over. You're still going to play the drop. It just gives you more variety and the guys are comfortable giving you different looks. So when a team does come into town or you're going over to a team to play them, they don't know what you're going to bring. And you can tailor make defensive schemes and, and defensive game plans for that team. But we're not there yet. We're just putting on the foundation right now they're going to build this over this season and over the next few years you're going to see some of these things that look very routine are going to become very complex most teams in basketball only have about like six or seven plays but especially in free-flowing offenses and motion offenses six or seven plays could turn into 300 because one play there's multiple actions going on at the same time multiple reads and especially with the read and react it opens up so much. As I described in the video uh, recapping the, the Pacers game, it, you can turn a simple screen into a million things when you got a guy that could pass because a screener could turn into a roller. It could be a short roll. A uh, screener could pop out for a three. Um, the guy that's, you know, that's that giving the handoff to the, to the big or if you're doing a pick and roll, that could turn into something on the weak side where you got another screen going. There's just so many things you can do out of a simple set. Um, that, you know, that's the beauty of basketball. So, um, you know, I, that's one of the curious parts of the season that I, I, as a basketball, like a student in the game, I'm watching to see 
are they going to keep building on? I know they will. Y'all just watch how this stuff evolves. But um, enjoy the game. I think this is going to be a fun game. I'm really excited about watching the Rockets play now. Um, even though some of the, the it doesn't look aesthetic sometimes, you know, they had a couple possessions where it just ran out of time. It kind of looks bumpy and ugly, but that's part of the building process, right? You just got to get into it. And over time, all that grind they're putting in is going to pay off. But um, yeah, we'll talk after, after the game. I'll, you know, I'll definitely be recapping the game afterwards. But uh, yeah, y'all let me know. What are y'all looking forward to in the Pelicans game? And if you're uh, listening to this far into the into the video or podcast, make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, and uh, keep rocking with the Chop Shop. We're going to keep dropping that uh, fire.